The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Today's daf is being studied. The Eidun Nishmat Mordechai Ben Hana Ruach Hashem Tenichenu Began Eden Amen. Today's daf is being studied. The Fuash Shelema Avraham Ben Elena. Enna Refanado, Enna Refanado, Enna Refanado. for Snow is beneficial to the mountains. Mitra razia le'ilaneh. Soft rain, razia actually is the strong rain that comes down with force, is good le'ilaneh, is good for the trees. Mitra niha le'peri. Light rain is good for the fruits. As she says specifically, for the tevu'ah, for the wheat. Urpila. When it comes to Urpila, that's the type of rain that she says, Geshamim Dakim. Maybe like a misty rain. Light, very light rain. Thin rain. Afilu It's beneficial even for the parsida, for the seeds, the tute kala, that are under the dirt. As she says, "Afilu lefarsida de tutekala hagarim shetahad gusha shil karka." The seed that's underneath the ground, the mist or the little rain, is able to cause it to sprout. Mehanya Rashi, she matchil lebatzbetz v'la'alot miyad. It begins to sprout and rise up. So Gemara says on the second line, "My urpila." What kind of name is that for the rain? Urpila. What does it stand for? Uru pili. So that she explains, Urupili, Shesotem Sidke Haaris. Literally, it seals the Sedakin, the cracks in the ground. Can it air that when the uh, seed is put in the ground, like a little crack over there? So when it rises, so the crack now becomes sealed. Because now the sprouting fills up the crack in the ground. So Urupili, the sealing of the cracks. Uru means the one that rises, like it awakens. Uru pile. It awakens the seeds that are in the pile, in the cracks of the ground. And that's why they call that rain, Uru Urpila. Uru pile, the one that awakens the seeds that are placed in the crevices of the ground. That's the way the Tosafot on the top learns. Also, look at the top Tosafot, Urpila, Inu Geshem Dak. The seed is under kala the dirt. Mehanya. Pirush parsida zugarain shumitahata even. At the seeds, let's say under the rock, hainu kemochita shumitahata karka. Like a uh, piece of like a kernel of wheat that's uh, in the ground. So this they would put, let's say, under the crevices of the rocks. Let's say. So let's say sometimes you have the. Uh, uh, a seed that's like not in the ground technically even. Sometimes you have a, a, just a growth of a rock or something like that. My Urpila, Tosfot Urupili, Pirush Me'oreran 
Umatsmihan. It awakens them and causes them to grow Those that are in the crevices of the earth. Banan is another way of saying a young, sharp scholar, young Tamir Hakam. He's similar to a seed that is in the crevices of the earth. Once already he uh, starts to sprout, he sprouts. Which means so to a Tamir Hakam. Once his name gets out, that already starts to become uh, great and uh, popular and high and elevated. Which means a simple explanation could be that Borei uh, Olam, in his uh, inimitable way, is able to is publicize the great Tamidah Hakamim. Even though they're young scholars and they're not looking for kavod and they're sitting and just learning all the time, but Borei Olam manages to get them recognized, and once they get recognized, they start to grow and grow and grow. They start to sprout. If you see a young scholar that is uh, on fire, meaning he has a certain uh, zealousness or uh, anger, give him the benefit of the doubt. It's the Torah that gives him this, that gives him this fiery nature. Because he studies Torah, so he takes all the Torah principles more serious than the next guy. So when he sees somebody making a sin, he has less tolerance than the next guy. Because he's learning Torah. And the Torah also, by the way, is called fire. So therefore the fire of the Torah kindles in him a inner fire. And therefore if you see him, you know, with less tolerance or gets a little more angry, give him the benefit of the doubt. So, ah, it's, not, it's not he's a bad person. Because he's learning a lot of Torah. So the Torah causes him to... Be a little more fiery. Right? The pasuk says that God's word is like fire. says, Any scholar that's not uh, tough, like barzel, like iron, It's not a tamir hakam. Which means over here we can understand barzel. Which means sometimes the hakam has to make a stand. And he cannot waver. And he cannot buckle. So if any tamir hakam, that's not tough like iron, iron you can't bend it. It's, uh, it's not flexible. It means certain things in the halakha, tamir hakam has to be kashik brazil. He can't let everybody uh, come and uh, change his mind. And you know, he has different... Uh, 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 he, he compromises or dilutes the Torah. Any tamir hakam has to kashik brazil, no tamir hakam. Shle'imar... Which means he has to be like a like a hammer, like an iron hammer that is able to break through the rocks. You learned it from that pasuk that it has to be like iron. We learn it from a different place. It says there's a land, it's the land of Israel, that it's rocks are solid like iron. Don't read the Pasuk Abaneha, it's rocks. Ela Boneha. Boneha literally is its builders. And who are the builders of the world? The Tamidah Khabim. Eres Asher Boneha Barzil. That the scholars, like we say, Atikre Banaich, Ela Bonaich, the builders of the world, the Tamidah Khabim, they are like Barzil. They have that, uh, that iron uh, uh, attitude. <laughs> But still, 
But even so, a person should train himself to act in a uh, soft, in a moderate way. You shouldn't, uh, you must control, the Tamina must control that anger that he has inside and that fire, that, that uh, enthusiasm. He has to temper it. And he has to deal in a soft way. The Pasuk says we have an obligation to remove anger from our hearts. Gemara continues. Amar of Shmuel ben Nachmani, Amar of Yonatan. There were three people in history that asked God for something, but their asking was improper. The way they asked was improper. To two of them, God answered them properly. But to one of them, God answered them improperly. Now we're going to see the three cases. The Gemara will explain each case at a time. And the Ayazid Ayyad Avraham Dikhtiv, when he was going to find a wife for, for Yitzhak Abinu, he says when he went, he prayed to God, what did he say? He says, the girl that's going to come to me and say, right, give me your uh, picture, and I'll fill it up for you, and I'll give you your camels as well. That's the girl. So that was the uh, Siman. Now, he left himself vulnerable in the Ezra by asking for this. Because the Gemara says, Let's say now God's going to send her a lame person, or a blind person. Now he's stuck. He said, that's the one. So now he left himself vulnerable. She should have been a little more clear. She has to be healthy, and so on and so forth. Now, he'll ask me a question. What do you mean? He'll see it. He'll see if the lady is uh, a it. He's not going to give her the, uh, the, 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 the gift. So he'll know it. The blind will see it. So that she has says, we're talking about where she's able to cover up her, uh, her impairment. Which means, so therefore you can't tell. She, she's standing by the well, you don't know if she's it. Now you, she's going to give her the rings, she's going to give her all the gifts. You're the one for your side. All of a sudden, she, she's going to be now blind. Now what? Now you've you got a Baal Mum, Baal Atmum for uh, Yitzhak. So therefore, then you have to say that, it's not going to be noticeable to the eyes. And he's going to get uh, uh, misled. But therefore he left himself uh, vulnerable. The Borei Olam, even though his way he asked for it was not proper, God answered him properly. How do we know? Then his damna law, Rivka. After all, he ended up getting Rivka. Shaul ben Kish. What was the story of Shaul ben Kish? Dichtiv. Ve'aya ish asher yakenu yashirenu amelech osher gadol ve'beto yitendo. Shaul amelech said regarding Goliath, whoever kills Goliath, the king will give him great riches and will give him his daughter. To marry. Now again, he left himself vulnerable. Why? Let's say it's Evid Kirani. Right now it's Pasul. Or Mamzer. That is Pasul. Now stuck. They have to give you a daughter to, 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 to these uh, uh, bad uh, uh, lineage uh, people. So Tarat Gebara says, God answered him properly. And who did he end up getting? It is the man, no, David. David, the man of Shalom. Yiftah Hagil Adi, he was one of the Shofetim, one of the judges in Kla Yisrael. Tikhtiv, Ve'aya Yotzei Asher Yitzim Medaltei Beti. Was after he made a vow that if he wins one of the wars, that the first thing that comes out of his house, he's going to give it, consecrate it to Kadosh Baruch Hu. Yachol Afidu Davar Tameh. I mean, he left himself alone. Let's say a pig walks out of his house, or uh, another type of uh, animal. Now she says, "Kenev or Hazir." Now what? He's going to bring this to Kadosh Baruch Hu. He should have been uh, specific. Yeshivos Shelo Kehogen. 
this case God answered him improperly as well. Who came out of his house? His own daughter. Which means, now it's Mahloka, what he had to do? Some say he actually sacrificed his daughter, according to his uh, vow that he made. And some say that he just let her uh, stay on the, uh, the roof over there until she starved to death. I mean, and that was his consecration to God. Now, what he should have done was, he should have made a tanai darim. He should have went to the Tamil Hakam at the time. The Kibarah says that Pinehas was the scholar at the time. He could have went to and made a tanai darim. The problem was, he held Hamdur Shofet. He knows I have an issue. He should come to me. Pinehas said, what do you mean? Uh, I'm the rabbi over here. He should come to me. So he, everybody stood on their principle. And as a result of it, uh, this tragedy happened. And the Vayinu to Kamalu Nabili Yisrael. And this is what the Nabi tells Yisrael, that Suri in Bigrad, was there no uh, balm in Gilad, meaning Mamakur, Imrofe in Sham? Was there not a doctor there? What did, you, what did you people do? How did you let this up? Was there no doctor? Meaning, wasn't being a house around, you could have went and you could have uh, absolved yourself. So you see, God was angry, obviously, at this situation, because he said, well, how come you didn't uh, relieve yourself from this, uh, from this vow? Look at the Tosafot. Uh, Bottom to us for a second. Vainu de Kamalu Navid Israel, Turi and Biglad, Imrofe and Sham, Kilobar, Latinid Roli Ftah. Veha have a Pinehas. Pinehas was around. The Amailo Allah Yftah its law, Latinid Ro, Elamitok Gasutu Ho. He had a certain arrogance. Amar, Lo Elech its law, Shanisho Fedvenagid. I'm the king. Hey, maybe he held, if you want to justify him a little, Halak the Amalat to go. Melech Shemahal al Kibodo, and Kibodo Mahud. Abedin of a Melech. Therefore, I cannot lower the uh, king kingship to go after uh, uh, this. Ela Yavoro, it's the Upinehasamad, the Tigabai, the Ananavi. He said, What do you mean? You're a Shofet, you're not a Melech. Melech was the Shofet of Abedin of Enkimodo Mahul. Adaba, Navi is higher than the Shofet. Therefore, I cannot be Mohail. You have to come to me. The Aliade, Valiadite Petura, Shaiti, Shaiti. Let's get this right. It was more who matira neder who poterota. Right? I could have given him a way out of the neder. When you go to the doctor, who do you go to? The doctor comes to you, or you go to the doctor? He needs me. Let him come to me. We'll be soft. Neachushenehem. God ultimately punished both of them. Yiftach neainash chenafu evarav kodemita. His bones uh, literally fell off his body before he died. Kedichtiv veikamir baareg gilad. He was buried in the cities of Gilad. His, his bones had to be... Uh, 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 his bones fell off, literally, meaning like they were uh, scattered, and they buried in many places. That he lost Ruach HaKodesh. Back to the Gemara. The Gemara is giving you the Rasha on a, uh, on a Pasuk in Yirmiya. Literally, Pasuk means I did not command it. I said, I never, I never said it. It never entered or never uh, rose on my heart. What was God talking about in this Pasuk? This is referring to Mesha, the king of Moab. Means Mesha wanted to appease God, so he brought a human sacrifice. He made a, he said, didn't uh, Yitzhak Avinu go as a korban? So I also want to appease God. So he brought his son up to a human sacrifice like Baruch Hu. For that, God says you have to know this was not sanctioned. 
I said, let's see Don't think that now this is a new practice that you're going to go start bringing your children as Qurbanot. So the Prophet says, I should let's see This was unsanctioned. This Lord Debarti is referring to Yiftah. I never told Yiftah to bring his daughter as a Qurban. This was again never uh, uh, never discussed. It never entered my heart. Which means God said, I never had intentions even from the beginning. When I told Abraham Abinu, all I told him is, I told him, put him on the Mizbayah. I didn't mean to sacrifice him. So it's not like God changed his mind. It never entered my mind that Yitzhak was going to be a human sacrifice. Comes the what? He only uh, did it uh, to test him. Because the Satan challenged uh, uh, Abraham, or challenged God and said, ah, he's not so uh, good. And God said, uh, even if I would tell him to uh, sacrifice his son, he would listen to me. So therefore it was as a ketug of the Satan, so God tested Abraham. But it was not because of, uh, he really wanted Yitzhak to be uh, sacrificed. Amar Rav Berachia, Rav Berachia says, Even B'nai Israel ask God for something in a proper way. But God answered Klai Israel properly. We want to know and run after Kadosh Baruch Hu. We want it to be clear to us, like the Shachar, like the morning sun. And we want God to come to us. Like rain. Mm-hmm. So you ask me to come to you like rain. Rain sometimes you ask for, sometimes you don't ask for. Sometimes there's a rainy season, sometimes no rainy season. What, you want me sporadically? Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, be to you like something that's constantly asked for. The point is something that never ends. God I'm going to be to the Jewish people like do. Just like we learned yesterday's the afternoon never stops. God said, you want, you want the relationship to be with that Geshem? Geshem is on and off. Or you like, do. Which means that comes every day, which is a closeness. The old Sha'ala Shiloh Another case where Klai Yisrael asked improperly. I'm not a fan of. The Bonos Shalom. Simeni kahotam alibecha. We're asking to be close to God. Place me like a hotam, like a, a seal on your heart. Kahotam alzeru'echa. Like a seal on your arm. Kibyakhod, they're saying a mashal. Kibara says, Amalakas Baruchu Biti, Achoeda Devashi Pahim, the Eir Pahim Enon the Eir. Sometimes a person's arm is revealed, right, when he takes off his shirt, but when he puts on his uh, shirt, it's covered again. So therefore, you're asking for something that is uh, sometimes covered and sometimes concealed, which means sometimes I'm going to see you, sometimes I'm not going to see you. You should ask to be put in a place where I can constantly see you. So where's that? I'm going to put your seal on the palm. A person's palm is always revealed. So I'll put you in a place where you can always see it. Now she gives another interpretation. Kapayim is another way of saying Shamayim. She says, I'm going to put your image on the Kisei Kavod. On the Shamayim, Hen al Kapayim Hakotik. I can see you at all times. So that's the Gemara. That's the uh, couple of years, 14 over here. Let's start with the. Uh, we have others. We have a story of Kalev and Yifuneh. 
Well, what was that case? Shamar Asher Yaket Kiryat Sefer, the one that's going to conquer the city of Kiryat Sefer, Vilakeda, Vinatati Lo et Aksa Biti Leisha. I'm going to give Aksa, my daughter, to that person as a wife. Amaylo Pariki Mohaka, Yachod Mamzeru Avid, the same thing, left himself vulnerable, Mamzeru Avid, Yestomar, the Ad Kamar Kalif Shiitin Lo, what's the Tet? Shiitin Lo, Bito Hachik Amar. This is what he uh, meant to say. Call me. Shiachol Lazor Otan Halachot Sheshachu. Bime Evloshil Moshe. Etenno Aksabiti. Which means, this was not, this Kiryat Sefer that we're talking was not a uh, place on the map. Kiryat Sefer was the, uh, the uh, Kiryat, the, the city of the book. At the time Moshe Rabbeinu died, many Halachot were forgotten during the mourning period. So Kaleb bin Yifunis said, whoever can. Remember all these halachot I've given my daughter. So automatically he assumed that a mamzer or an avid is not going to have that Torah scholarship to know all these halachot. So therefore he's leaving himself vulnerable. He's asking, you know, whoever can remember the thousand or seventeen hundred halachot that were forgotten. So somebody that's going to be able to do that, obviously going to be a tzaddik. So therefore there was no, uh, there was no vulnerability. Some say that that's why Caliph's uh, daughter was called Aksa. Why? Shekola roe ota koes al ishto. Anybody that sees Aksa gets angry at his wife. Why? Zevadai mishum siniut yeterad kahazuba. Which means because she was a very tsanua lady. She was a very uh, uh, a proper lady. And a person would go home to his wife and say, What are you? Look at this girl, Aksa. It's unbelievable. She, she would make all the other ladies look, uh, look bad. So that's what they call Aksa. Mishum kaas. So therefore, Which means, uh, Kalev felt that we have a principle that we don't have a sota. A person gets what he deserves. A person in Zivug gets according to his deeds. And therefore, since he felt that his daughter, Aksa, is big sabdeket, God's not going to bring to her a, uh, some type of uh, you know, person. You have to say that according to the Tosafot, uh, Shaul's daughter was not on this Madriga as Kalev. And therefore, for, for Shaul, the Gemara says, uh, maybe Memzeh, maybe Na'evid. But when it came to Kalev, the Gemara didn't ask him because he relied on the fact that her Zichut will not bring her to somebody that is not. Hagun. Next Tosafot. Right, that was by Shaul. <coughs> Sorry, that was by Eliezer. That maybe God's going to provide uh, Eliezer with a lady that's lame or Someer. Right, why do I have to give a different, uh, different scenario? Give the same case. Maybe God's going to bring a Mamzeret or Eved. Uh, same or uh, Shifha. Same same point. We had to jump to Hagerit or Somer. The Amar Hashim Yishuv to Gabeli Yehazir Lot Shechadayin Mamzeret. Balon et Torah. Very simple. There was no Torah yet, but when there is this time, there's no such thing as Mamzeret. Mamzeret is only in Yan after the Torah is given. So therefore, that's why you cannot give that as a option. In a me to give Isha Lot Deik Alma Ela Liyofi, which means uh, even though Mamzeret would be a, a, a problem. The Gemara could have said it, but by uh, when it comes to the lady, the main thing that people look for is what? The beauty. And therefore, it's a bigger pgam 
let's say, in the lady, if she has blindness or a physical impairment. Therefore, when it comes to the man, the pagam is in the mishpaha. When it comes to the lady, the more pagam, when you talk to a lady, the bigger pagam for people usually is the yofi. How can you say Very simple. And the answer has to uh, uh, initiate. Very good. And the answer has to tell the girl. The girl that I go to is Atina Kadech. So let's the lady's limping. He's not going to go to that girl, Atina Kadech. So does she answer that already? She said, he's not going to know. Her, 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 her impairment is going to be concealed. And therefore, it's going to go, I think that I'm stuck. But you told us what says, Same thing. She's going to have a wooden leg. He's not going to notice it. She's not functioning. So therefore, same answer that she says. That what? It's not going to be noticeable to the Ezer. So my mistake, he might say, Tina Kadech. And then everybody is going to find out that she has these physical impairments. Okay, now we continue the Gemara. Come the Gemara and says, Okay. And Shu'alina Tegeshamim. Let's go back to the statement in the Mishnah. Let's learn it good. We said in the Mishnah, And Shu'alina Tegeshamim. Ela Samuch. The Gemara now is going to analyze that statement. What does it mean? We don't ask for rain, only close to the rain. So the Gemara says, The Hachamim in the Yeshiva, they were analyzing, they were thinking, They wanted to say that when the Mishnah uses the word She'ela, it's synonymous with the word Haskara. What does Haskara mean? Mentioning. Meaning, this is discussing the subject of Mashiach Rahman the Geshem as well. When it says, En Shu'alin, it really means to say, we do not start saying Mashiach Rahman the Geshem only close to the season. So the Gemara then says, Man Tana, who would be the author of that statement? Amar Abar Biyoshuahi. Dama Mishatana Hato. Because when did the Biyoshuah say, you start saying Mashiach Rahman the Geshem? Achimini Asayret. Isn't that the beginning really of the rainy season? After Sukkot? So therefore, the statement in the Mishnah said, "En shu'alinu tegeshamim, en lasimuk tegeshamim," is going like Rabbi Yoshua that says on the eighth day. And incidentally, here Rashi tells us on the bottom line, Rabbi Yoshua, "The Amar Mishata Nachatlav who maski da'inu yom shemini." Until now, Rashi always told Mishata Nachato is the seventh. That's what the Ranchberg on the other daf referred us to this Rashi over here, where he says it's the eighth. So therefore, that's what the Mishnah. When you go back to our Mishnah, according to Rava, when it says that means you don't ask for Mashivaruah with the Geshem only close to the rainy season. Who's that going like? Rabbi Yoshua. I can even tell you that that statement in Shu'alina to Geshe'el Asur to Geshe'el is going like Rabbi Yezer. She'ela lechud v'azkara lechud. Different item. She'ela is barich alenu. When it comes to hazkara, you start on Aleph de Sukkot. When it comes to she'ela, that's you start later on. Two different uh, subjects. Who told you she'ela and hazkara are synonymous? Maybe it's different. They're even going like Rabbi Yezer. Vika de Amre. 
We have a Ika Da'ami. This Ika Da'ami is the same as the first. The only thing is, it's not a Mahluk Rabayin Rabah. So this Ika Da'ami, Lemar bi Yoshua'i, Damar, Mishata Rahato, Amar Abba, Afidu Temar bi, the Ayazir, Shayda Lehud, Baskara Lehud. So that's basically, so somebody asks you, what does it mean in the Mishnah? And Shayta Gishamim, who's it going like? It can be either way. It can be like Rabbi Yoshua. If it goes like Rabbi Yoshua, means She'ela means Azkara. If it's going like Rabbi Yaezer, She'ela is Barikh Alenu, two separate things. Comes again and continues. Now, this piece over here, you need uh, to hold concentration as we go to this uh, next step till we get to the Mishnah. Because it's all connected, each question and answer connected to each other, so you need to have uh, concentration. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Ovedu Teva. Let's review Shittat Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda and the Mishnah was what? The changeover is always on Musaf. The changeover to Mashivra of the Geshim is when? Musaf, Shimini Atzeret. When's the change back? Musaf, first day of Pesach. And we'll be discussing, we'll be discussing Mashivra Ruach with the Geshim. Comes the Gemara and says, Urminu, we have a contradiction. Admatai Shu'alin Ede Geshamim. Which means, until when do we ask for the rains? Rabbi Yudah Rabbi Yudah says, Ad she'avora Pesach. He says, you ask for the rains until the end of Pesach. Rabbi Meir Omer, Ad she'avora Nisan. Rabbi Meir says, all the way until the end of Nisan. Now, see, we have a question. I thought you just told me in the Mishnah Rabbi Yudah, that on the first day of Pesach, you stop asking for rains. Right. Now you tell me that you go all the way until the end of Pesach. Right. That's where the contradiction is. Amar of Hazda Lakasha. No question. Kan Lishol, Kan Haskir. Two different items. In the Mishnah, he's talking about the Haskir. When do you stop Mashivur Rabbi the Geshem? First day of Pesach. In this Brayta, he's talking about Barikh Alenu. When do you stop Barikh Alenu? End of Pesach. That means it comes out. You're saying Barikh Alenu. After already you stopped saying Mashiva Ruah Omri the Geshem. So the Gibbara's what you're talking about. Mish'al Sha'il the Azil. Which means you continue asking until the end of Pesach. Lazkir, but when it comes to mentioning Biyom Tov Arishon Pasik. The first day you stop. That doesn't make any sense? No. Hamar Ula Hadra Fazda Kashya Kehomas the Shinaim Ukrashani Ainaim. This what the Fazda said is difficult like vinegar is to the teeth. And like smoke is to the eyes, which means it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense. It 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 it, 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 it does no logic. Why? In a place where you don't start saying barichalenu yet, for example, on the last day of Shemini Atzeret, the Shemini Atzeret, you start saying Mashibaruach without barichalenu. So when you start to be maskir without being shoel. In a place where you're still being shoel, all the most should be maskir. It doesn't make sense to stop mashivar, especially the sevara that we learned. Mashivar was like a build-up to barich right? So if you're saying barich you ask, certainly you should praise. Do so you stop praising? You're still asking. It doesn't make sense to continue saying barich after already you stopped saying mashivar ruach umurideshem. That doesn't So then we have to go back to the question again. What is the reconciliation of the two stems of Rabbi Yehuda? Answer is two Tanaim according to Rabbi Yehuda, which means one opinion says you say Barakalinu till the end of Pesach. 
And what it means to say by the Kalim is also Mashivaruah, Omori, the Geshem. And the other Shitala Mishnah says, no, you stop Mashivaruah, the Geshem, on the first day of uh, Pesach, and that means you stop by the Chalenu on uh, uh, the first time that you're able to stop it as well. Which means in the other, uh, in, the, in the subsequent Tefilot. So it comes to Machloket, when are you going to stop Mashivaruah, Omori, the Geshem? According to Amishnah, you stop it on the first day of Pesach. Okay, once you stop Mashiach of the Geshem, of course you're going to stop as well. Everything works together. Right uh, that said Pesach? Yeah, that's another Shittah of Rabbi Yudah. Two Tanaim interpreting Rabbi Yudah. That will say what? You go say Barich all the way to the end of Pesach. And after Pesach, you stop everything. Both Barich and Mashiach of the Geshem. Two Tanaim Alibah to Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yosef Amar, Rabbi Yosef has a different interpretation. Again, everyone's trying to answer this question. My Achyavod Pesach. What do you mean? When that bride says Achyavod Pesach, what do you mean? You think it means until the end of Pesach? No. Achyavod Shaliyah Sibur Rishon Hayored Biyom Tov Rishon Shil Pesach. This is another way of saying Musaf on the first day. Achyavod Pesach. Read into it. Achyavod Achazan Rishon Shil Yom Tov Rishon Shil Pesach. Which is another way of saying Musaf, that's when you start. So therefore the Braita and the Mishnah are exactly saying the same the same thing. Now, the only problem with that is that Braita was talking about Barikhalenu. When do you say Barikhalenu until? You stop it in the ready uh, first day of Yom Tov in the Musaf. What do you mean? Is there any barakhalenu in uh, Yom Tov? Do you tell me you stop it on Yom Tov? Uh-huh. There's no barakhalenu. That, 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 that doesn't make sense according to what you're saying. So the Gibra says, Amal Abaye, She'ela bi Yom Tov mi'ika? Is there any, who's, who's asking for rain? Which means you're not praying to fill that uh, hole. Alright, there's no asking. Did you tell me, You say barakhalenu until the first chazan. What first chazan? What chazan? So what are you talking about? So the Gibra says, Amal in. Yes, there is Barakhalenu. There is a request for rain, I should say, on Yom Tov. When? Shoel Meturgeman. The Meturgeman, the interpreter, they used to make like we have to like a Mishaberach. We get up and give a Mishaberach to the Kahal and stuff like that. So, indeed, the blessing of the Meturgeman, he was the interpreter. So, he would get up and say special Barakhot. One of the things he would say was Barakhah for the rain. Even though it wasn't officially in the Amidah. So therefore, what we're saying is, already by Musaf time, that interpreter, you shouldn't say the uh, blessing for the rain. What are you talking about? Is going to ask something that the Sibur does not need? Which means, why would the... Uh, already, if it's not the time anymore for this uh, uh, rain anymore, it's already, you tell me you have to stop. After the, so you tell me, in the morning what? He's going to ask for something that already the Sibur doesn't need anymore. It seems that Meturgeman only discusses things that are needed in the present. So therefore, the Meturgeman would not mention anything about rains on Pesach. So then we're back to the question. What are you talking about, the Behuda, when you said that you said Barich Alenu until the end of Pesach? We go back, then we revert back. Taravaz, I'm sorry, to Ula's answer. What was Ula's answer? Tre Tanae Alibad Rabbi Yehuda. 
That's by the way, get that answer because that's going to be the final answer. Which means what? Basically, there's two Tanaim in the Shitab Rabbi Yehuda. Let's review these two, two, two Shitot. The bride that says what? In Shalit sorry, Achavur Pesach. What does that mean? You say Barich Alinu and Mashivaruah until the end of Pesach. Once the Pesach says, you stop both. So it's a theme. What does the Mishnah say? No, you stop everything on the first day of Pesach. You want to stop Mishvarov the Geshem, then already you stop Barich Alinu as well. And the next time you say Barich Alinu, also is uh, stop. Good? How can the Buddha contradict himself? There's two Tanaim. One Tana heard the Buddha say this. Or understood him like that, and one time I understood him differently. That's Ula's answer. Rabbah Amar. Uh, Rabbah wants to give a different answer. <coughs> so, so far we have Rabbah Hizda's answer rejected. We had Rabbah Yosef's answer rejected. Now we have Rabbah's answer. Rabbah Amar, my Achiavora Pesach. What does it mean, Achiavora Pesach? Achiavora Zman Shechitata Pesach. Oh. Until the time of the Shekita of the Pesach passes. When is that time? Hatsot. Hatsot on Erev Pesach. Which means he's telling you that when do you uh, stop Barikh Alenu? You're going to stop Barikh Alenu in Minha on Erev Pesach. But you're going to still mention Mashiva Ruach until the first day Musaf. So you're stopping Barikh Alenu first, and then you continue saying Mashiva Ruach. So no contradiction. Yeah, let's review that. In the Mishnah, it says what? Mishnah told me Mashiach Rahman Geshem. When do you start Mashiach Rahman Geshem? Musaf, day one. But it says, Echadim Achi Avora Pesach. Yeah, it means you stop saying Barikh Alenu, Achi Avor Zman Shehwich Haitata Pesach. Shehaitata Pesach is Chatzot. That's when you're stopping in the Korban. And Ere Pesach. Beautiful. Which is in Minha. You stop saying Barikh Alenu. Now that's not so illogical because it's possible to say Mashiach Rahman without a after all, that's how we that's how we started. So the Gemara says, which means just like the way you started, that's the way you end. Just like you started being maskir without asking, The Gemara says, "Amal Abaye." winter. Go with the logic. What's the logic why you maskir? Because it's a setup. First you're maskir, like we said, you appease, well, the and then you ask. Your However, But already you stopped asking, what are you still praising for? What are you appeasing for? <laughs> Which means, what you stop by Nechalenu, it doesn't make sense to say Mashiach Rodegesha. What is it leading to? Already you stopped asking. So this answer doesn't make sense either. doesn't make sense to, if you're going with the lies that Mashiach Rodegesha was a build-up, yeah. To the Barak yeah. Right? But first you have to praise God, we understand that you're the one that brings the rain. Oh, then please, we need the rain. Already, once you're not asking for the rain anymore, so what are you building up for? So, therefore, this answer of Rabbah is also rejected. And back to Ola's answer of what? Now, technically, that's the end of the reconciliation of the Biuda. Now we got to get to the Halakha. Amar of Asir, Amar Rabbi Yohanan, Halakha, Rabbi Yehuda. Halakha is going to follow Rabbi Yehuda that says in the Mishnah that Bashiv Aruach, you stop on Musaf on Pesah. And you start saying Bashiv Aruach on the first day, on the last, on the. F- on the last day of Sukkot, meaning Shemina Atzeret, in Musaf you make the changeover. Right. 
Good? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're not putting out of love. It's the day after. No, it's putting out of love. Plus, when it's a Musaf. Not or Arbit. It's Musaf. Rabbi Uda. Rabbi Yeshua had said, Mishatana Hato. Okay. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar le, so Rabbi Yohanan said, Rabbi Rabbi Uda. Hold, hold the thought process here, gentlemen. Amar le, Rabbi Zira, and Rabbi Asir. Rabbi Zira tells Rabbi Asir. Umi Amar, Rabbi Yohanan, Akhir. Did he say this? Rabbi Hanan say this halakha Ya'atinan we learned in the Mishnah Bishlosha b'marcheshvan shu'alim et ha'gishamim it says on the third day of Hishvan that's when you start to say barikh alenu Rabban Gamliel Omer b'shiv'abu he says no you know when you start barikh alenu on the seventh of Hishvan ve'amar bil'azar halakha ke Rabban Gamliel and the Bilhazar said that what? That you start saying Barikhalenu on the seventh of Hajvan. That as she says, Vikasakadatak, at this point we're thinking that the time of Barikhalenu is going to be similar to the time that you start Mashivrah with the Geshev. So it means the Bilhazar says that Akazak the Bangamil, that you stop Barikhalenu on the seventh of Hajvan, that means Mashibara also starts on the seventh of Hajvan. So how could the Buhanan say that Alakha follows the Biyuda? We have a statement that the Bir Azaz says that Akha is like the Bangam Liel. So the Gavra says, what are you talking about? Gavra, Gavra Karamit? Yeah. What do you mean? You're asking from one rabbi to another rabbi? Rabbi Hanan says that Akha is like Rabbi Uda. Rabbi Azaz says that Akha is like the Bangam Liel. He didn't bring a contradiction to Rabbi Uda. In Rabbi Hanan, I mean. And if you would have brought me another statement, Rabbi Hanan contradicts himself, you have a question. So you have one rabbi that says Akha is like Rabbi Uda. Oh, how do you say that? We have another rabbi that says Akha is like Rabbi Uda. So you are good, good luck. I hold what I hold, you hold what he holds. What kind of gavra are you going to meet? I mean, you ask a question from one rabbi to another rabbi? That's not, it's not a, it's not a stira. Right? Comes again, Moran says, another answer. Yibayte ma lakashya. Kan mishol, kan naskir. Simple answer. Two different subjects. Rabbi Uda was talking about Haskara in the Mishnah. What does Haskara mean? Mashivu Rahman al-Geshem. When do you start Mashivu Rahman al-Geshem? Shumi Atsirin. The Bangabu was talking about Barakh Alenu. When do you start Barakh Alenu? Zayin Hashvan. Ve'amar Rabbi Yohana, b'mkom shishu'el maskir. What are you telling me? You can't say that. Because we know Rabbi Yohana made another statement. That Shailah and Haskara happened together. Yeah, that was talking about it stops together. They don't start together, but they stop together, which means once you stop on Pesach, then there's no more Barakh Alenu as well. So therefore, so far we're reconciling Rabbi Yohanan and saying, he's Mashiach Rav Negeshim, that starts on Shemiyah Atzeret, Barakh Alenu starts on Zayin Ajvan, Ah, but he said they start together. No, he didn't, he didn't say they start together. All he said is they, they're together. Yeah, when you stop them, you stop them together. That was what we're talking about. Da'amar Rabbi Yohanan, Hitheel Azkir, Matheel Shol. Pasak Malashol, Pasak Malashkir. Clearly Rabbi Yohanan says, no. They start together, and they end together. When you start to mention, you start to ask. When you stop, you stop both. So therefore they, they, they work together simultaneously. So I can just tell me that one statement is Mashivara, one statement is Barakhano Kot Rabbi Yohanan. Right? Come to Gemara. Eila Lakashya. Gemara's answer Halan Halehu Halan Once for the people of Babel Halan for us Tanud Babli Halehu Those for the people in Eris Israel. What does it mean? Rashi Look at Rashi Halan Ve Halehu 
הלן והלאו, נבדה בבל, שיש לנו תבואה על פירות בשדה כל תשרי. בבל, עצים זה still had crop in the field in תשרי. אין מזכירי התשובה במחשוון. We're going to delay ברך עלינו until the 7th of חשוון, ושם שואלים. כתב רבי יוחנן מתחיל להזכיר, מתחיל לשאול. When does Rabbi Yohanan say that it starts simultaneously? Bashiva Ruhm al Geshem and Barakhanenu for the people of Bavir. Why? Because we don't want the wheat to get destroyed. So we delay Barakhanenu and Bashiva Ruhm until the seventh of Chesvan. Halehu, the Bnei Eretz Yisrael, the Kotzlim Benisan veOsvin beTeshri. Already in Teshri, they're not left in the fields. They did the harvest already. Maskirim biyom tov acharon kerbi yudad amar vaaseh alachakemoto. In Eretz Yisrael, they start everything on the last day. They start Bashiva Ruhm al Geshem as well as. Barich Alenu in Arbit, let's say, that night. So therefore, it's two different scenarios. You have B'nai Eretz Yisrael and B'nai Bavir. Let's review the answer. Halan Alehu. The Gemara's question was against the Behuda, against the Behanan. The Behanan used to have the Behuda. That says what? It starts on the last day of Sukkot. We have another statement that says that it starts on Zayn Hajvan. And we're assuming that we're talking about everything starts together. So the Gemara says, Halan Bahalehu. The Bnei Eris Yisrael, they're going to start when? They're going to start immediately right after Sukkot. Why? They don't have any, there's nothing to ruin. Right? There's no crops that they're worried about, they're going to get ruined in the field. So therefore, right after Sukkot, Shemini Asir, like the Mishnah, start by Shemini Asir, like the and start by Nechalenu immediately. Ah, oh, but what do you mean? He said you do it on the 7th. Seven is b'nei b'avil. You want to delay it, and if you start everything on the seven, being both barich alenu and mashiv baruah b'degeshim. The Gemara says, wait. Gemara says, my shenal didan the itlan peri bedabra. The reason why you're delaying it for us b'nei b'avil is we still have fruit in the fields. Lididun ame even for b'nei eretz Yisrael itliu oleri galim. Don't you have the pilgrims that went up to Yerushalayim on the holiday? And therefore, if it's going to start raining right after Sukkot, they're not going to be able to get home. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to rain right after Sukkot. The roads are going to become uh, all muddy. So therefore, just like you have a reason to delay it for B'nai Bavel, you have a reason all to delay it for B'nai Israel. So we're back to the question. Make up your mind. Is it last day of Sukkot? Is it seven? Heshvan. Uh, but if you're honest, there's no Beta Mikdash. All this argument is without the Beta Mikdash. So without a Beta Mikdash, there's no pilgrims going up. And therefore, when are you going to start Parikhanim in Israel? Immediately after Sukkot. And in Bavel, when are you going to start it? On the 7th of Hajvan. So he goes, wait. Now that you got to this, we're already introducing that we're talking about not in the times of the Beta Mikdash. How did he do? I can say that both statements of Rabbi Yohanan were talking about Eris Israel. Which means we always like to make the makhluket more constricted. Instead of saying that we are one case talking about Israel, one thing talking about Bavel, if we could say his, his whole discussion was Eris Israel, especially if Yohanan was the rabbi of Eris Israel, we'd rather say it's Eris Israel. So I can say he was talking about two different periods of time. Which means when the Beit HaMikdash was Kayam, we push it back. That's when we say what? Beit HaMikdash Kayam, you push it forward. Forward, I mean. Because you have the pilgrims that need to get home. So then everything starts on Zayin Hajvan. Oh, Bismillah Shem, Beit HaMikdash Kayam, do it right after Pesach, which right after Sukkot, you can outside it. So it means when the Behuda said, Amar Behanan, Halakhek Behuda of the Mishnah, that's talking about Bisman She'en Beit HaMikdash Kayam. Where you can do the rains right away after Shimni Atzeret. Because I'm not worried about the Oleri Galim. 
Oh, that which uh, Rabbi Al-Azad said the Chakram Gamliel, they start on the seventh. That's talking about Bisman Shabbat Migdash Kayam, and therefore you have to delay the situation. So that's the way we're finally reconciling the two statements of Rabbi Hanan and Rabbi Al-Azad. Okay, good. Comes the Gemara and says. Okay. New question. We are in the Galut. Anan. We have two days for Shemini Atzeret. We have the eighth day and the ninth day. We have Sifika, the Yomah. Hechi Avdinan. What do we do? When do we start saying Mashiach of the Geshe? We are always discussing now Eris Israel the last day. The last day is one day. Shemini Atzeret. No problem. When is our last day? Is it the eighth? Or is it the ninth? When do you start saying Mashiva Ruach or the Gesh? That's the question. Now she says, Anan de Itlan Treyome, Sheneyamim Toim Acharonim, Shemini Safek Shivi'i, Vitishi'i Safek Shemini. Right? The eighth day is Safek seven, and the ninth day is Safek eight. There are Biudadam Yom Tovacharon, Beezimim Maskir, Kemaras Amar Rav, Matheel Be Musafin. You start in Musaf on day eight. Then you stop in Minha Arbit and Shahrit, the Jose Musafin. Then you start again the next day, Musaf. Now what's the reason why you stop in Minha? Because maybe today's the seventh. So therefore it's very strange. You're playing the eighth day two sides. In the morning you're treating it as day eight, and in the afternoon you're treating it as what? As day seven, because in, in the same day mm-hmm. you stop, you're starting. Mashivaran, you're stopping it. So comes the Gemara and says, Shemuel." When Shemuel heard this, who made the statement? The statement was made by Rav. Shemuel used to refer to Rav as Abba. Some say out of respect, because it was like his father, Abba, and some say that Rav's real name was Abba. And Shemuel was a colleague of uh, Rab, so he referred to him as his regular name, Abba. So he says, Amalu Shemuel, Puku ve'amrule le'abba. Shemuel says, go tell Abba, Ahar she'asito kodesh, ta'aseh u'chol. That makes sense? Once already in Musaf, you start to say, Meshavu Ramad what, what are you saying really? It's kodesh. I mean, you're treating this as the eighth day. Now what? Now Minha, you're going to treat it like the seventh day? By stopping Meshavu Ramad Minha, what are you really saying now? No, maybe it's not the eighth day, maybe it's the seventh day. You, 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 can't, you can't do Tartan and Satra, you can't do contradictory items on the same day. After you made a call, you're going to go back to make it uh, whole? You hear the question? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So what I says, Ela, what do you do? You do the eighth day the whole day. Musaf, Amenha. So then you're consistent, because maybe it's Safik, Shemini. Uposek, Arbit, Vishahrit. And then the next day, which is the ninth, which is also a safik, that is the eighth, you stop in Arbit v'shakrit, v'chozeru matheel v'musafin. See Shemuel's logic? Do each day individually. The eighth day of Sukkot, it's safik seven, but it's safik eight. So you know what? Treat it like it's the eighth. How do you treat it like it's the eighth? Musaf, mincha, beautiful. Now, have the ninth. This is safik again. Maybe it's the ninth. Maybe it's the eighth. So start the process again. Rava Amar. Rava is a different shita. Kevan Shitil Posek. Once you start in Musaf on the first, on the eighth day, you stick with it. You don't, you don't go back. Vechen Amar of Sheshat. 
כיוון שהתחיל, שוב אינו פוסק. ואף רב הדר בה. And even רב retracted. She's Rav originally said this whole business you start on the same day then you stop. Rav agrees that the consensus of opinions is what? Once you start, you go. Now where do we see Rav retracted? The Amar Rav Hananel, Amar Rav, Mone Esrim Ve'echad Yom. You count 21 days in Tishri. Like you count the days from Rosh Hashanah to Kippur. I'll explain to you what that means. And you start saying, I'll explain to you what it means like this. We know that Rosh Hashanah we treat as two days. Okay? What's the reason why we treat Rosh Hashanah two days? Even though the majority of years, Elul was Haser. Uh, Elul was 29 days. Okay? That means the 30th day really is Rosh Chodesh. Right? Therefore it should be Rosh Hashanah. But, Sefek, the witnesses, the delay in that whole business, so we make Rosh Hashanah two days. Just in case, let's say, the 30th day is not sanctified, they're going to sanctify the 31st day as Rosh Chodesh, so therefore it's Rosh Hashanah. It's going to go two days with Sefek. Okay? Very good. Now, that's only regarding Rosh Hashanah with you two days. Le'inyan Kippur, we only do one day. Kippur, we don't say, well, maybe it's, uh, maybe it was the 29, so the Kippur is a day early. Maybe it's the 30, so Kippur is a day later. Now, we don't do Sifikad Yomah on Kippur. When do you count your 10 days for Kippur? You count it from the first day of Tishri, meaning from day 30. Understand? Where is Rosh Hashanah, we put Safik. Maybe it's 30, maybe it's 31. But when you're counting, Kippur is the 10th day from Rosh Hashanah. So what do you do? Which, which day do you count from? From the first day of Rosh Hashanah, the second day of Rosh Hashanah? You count from the first day of Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because the majority of years, Elul has 29 days. And then for the 30th day is day one. day one. And that's how you count. So the Gebra says like this. Rav made a statement. Count 21 days from Rosh Hashanah. If you count 21 days, on the 22nd day, that's when you will begin Mashiva Ruh Amritagishim. Now, if you count 21 days from Aleph to Shri, now why am I counting from Aleph to Shri, meaning from the first day of Rosh Hashanah? Because he says, Kederich Shemonim, Asra Yamim, Yom Kippurim. And when I'm counting to Yom Kippur, I start from day one. So count 21 days from Aleph to Shri, that'll take you to 21. After 21 days, the 22nd day is called Shemini Atzeret. That's when you're going to start saying Mashivaruah. Oh, and once you start, don't you stop. don't stop. Now, why, why am I telling you this? Because you have to count it from the first day. Because uh, if you're going to uh, not count it from uh, the, the, the first day, so then you're going to be off on your, uh, on your counting. Which means uh, all this Hezbon uh, doesn't work out. Which means, because really, if let's say, uh, uh, normally, uh, I'll give you a, a, a scenario. Let's say really the witnesses came on day 30. Yeah. Right? Let's say they came uh, a, day, a, a day later. Okay. Right? So now if you're counting on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, yeah, you're, 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 you're a day short. When you're counting 21 days, you're still early. It's not even said it yet. Because really the Rosh Hashanah is on the second day. So maybe you should count on the second day. No, no, no. When you're dealing with Gabi Kippur, we always count Rosh Hashanah on the first day, from day 30 of Elul. We don't put Safik. So that's why he said, I want you to count 21 days 
from the day that we count, which you must start on day 30, the count. Make that as if that's the Vadai. Because mm-hmm. for Kippur, we consider it that the Vadai. And therefore, once you get 21 days, where's it going to take you to? To the last day of Sukkot, that would be Rashad we would call that. Yom Aravara, she calls that. And then, on the next day, would be Shimini Atzeret. And then it says, you start. The Kevan Shetheel. Who made the statement? Rav. So you see, Rav must have retracted. Comes to and concludes and says, Which means, look at the top of the spot. Kedomar. Kevan Shetheel beyom Rishon. Shel. Once you started on the first day of the last two days of the holiday, meaning once you started on the eighth day, and that's really that's what we do. We started and we continue and we are not.